here. Kit Kat, get back here. Get back here. Uh, bienvenidos, my sliders, my followers, my loyal disciples, and uh, newcomers to the tap, the Trial and Aaron podcast. I am your host, Aaron, the Aaron, in the Trial and Aaron podcast, of course, because we need to make that distinction. Uh, what a long, glorious day at work at the landfill it was. It's raining now. I hear the pitter-patter on the roof. And truth be told, I recorded this particular podcast episode a couple days ago, but it was more of a, I, I didn't like the way it flowed or lack thereof flow. It was more, it felt like I needed to get it done rather than something I get to do. This time I get to do it. What do I get to do? I get to tell you all about Cancun whilst sipping on a little bit of uh, tequila oro. I'm not gay no more delicious i love it now last time i went too by the book too much by the book i like taking notes a little little bullet points of what to talk about but i know what i want to talk about i know i want to what i want to say so i'm gonna leave the notebook there re-record this bad boy in a way that i want to do and like to do i got a couple of good bloopers from the last time because just starting out fumbling my words instead of just being a one hitter quitter like i'm doing right now one take baby one hot take and uh, yes, I'm going to tell you guys all about my recent trip to Mexico. My goodness, what a delight. I got to speak my broken Spanish, see my boy, Carrie. Uh, uh, but uh, there, there needs to be some preface here, a little bit of preface. Uh, so nobody gets incriminated. Nobody gets thrown in jail. So uh, for all intents and purposes, Maybe, uh, you know, hypothetically, this is a story that, that, that all this may or may not have happened. It's all hypothetical. Yeah, totally. Here we go. Wink. Um, I'll just say my friend's name. I know I said Carrie, but maybe his real name is Mary Collins. Mm. So the story, this tale begins months ago, and my boy calls me up as he does. He says, Uncle Tony, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And uh, he, what do you do with my... Trying to unravel my socks, this little kick cap. Anyways, uh, he's like, hey, I sold a uh, F ton of product for my business that he's a part of. He lives in Texas, northern Texas to be exact. And he sold so much that he was invited to this all-inclusive resort, five-star resort stay at the Conrad by Hilton in uh, Cancun or Tulum. What, they're interchangeable to me. I can't, I can't tell the difference. Uh, he said, I got a plus one, but, uh, my wife is prego and my daddy said no. So uncle Tony, you game to go. And at that point, I'm like, you know, it get me out of my comfort zone. It's something I never thought I'd do. I thought the cartels are just running rampant down there, but it's time for me for sandwich to get his ass in gear out of the country. It's been far too long since I've been out of the country, mainly because my passport had expired. I need to get a new one. So I went to the rec center in Davis. Uh, expedited the process, took the picture. Not the best picture ever, but, you know, I do me. Ah! But nobody else does. And, my God, got it done. Got the passport in December, and we took off January 3rd, uh, Wednesday. But before that, again, the preface, uh, the boy calls me, old Mary Collins. He says, hey, Uncle Tony, by the way, my dad changed his mind. Like, I? What does that mean for me? I mean, still going to go and have a gay old time, right? And he's like, yeah, 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 absolutely. He's a man of his word. He's a true gentleman, a good old Sigma Alpha Epsilon guy. 
As am I, unfortunately. I say that so bittersweetly. But that's a, a podcast for a different day. My days in the fraternity. But this guy, fraternity brother, and just someone who's near and dear to me. I've been part of his wedding. I've seen not the birth of his children, but his daughter, uh, Stinky Linky, kind of shares my birthday, August 14th. hoo And, uh... To go there to Mexico to see him, you know, he lives in Texas. I don't get to see him that often anymore, but we keep in touch. And what an opportunity. He says his daddy's coming. I'm like, what does that mean for me? He says, you're still coming along, but we're going to have to be crafty with how we go through with this. And I'm like, ow, I like things kind of being, you know, following the rules, being by the book. But I guess uh, the the trick is to, to fib. And if anybody knows me, it is... Damn near impossible for me to lie with a straight face. Like, it brings me pain, anguish to lie blatantly to someone's face. But, wow. Carrie, oh, sorry, excuse me. Mary Colin's uh, job is on the line if he is so found out. Because his company, which will remain unnamed, bought out the entire resort. This five-star resort, which we did the math, was over $2 million. All-inclusive food, all-inclusive drinks. The resort itself was a temple, like just something out of a dream. For this company to be balling out this hard is remarkable. And the only people at the resort are these balling ass workers that have just got their nut, hit their payday, Catalina wine mixer, and their tagalongs. I was the second tagalong. Uh, Mary Collins' dad was the one on paper, but not me, not Uncle Tony, not Sandwich. So he said, hey, we're going to get it figured out. Don't you worry. Don't be tripping, blah, blah, blah. He assured me. He gave me his word. It's a good word. This is someone I trust. Uh, Over the past many months, I've not become cynical, not become jaded, but more aware of reality, which is words don't mean fucking shit. Words mean nothing unless they're backed up by action and unless you know someone and trust them and have witnessed and experienced their actions uh, giving weight to their words, then it don't mean because I've been duped. Then, uh, uh-oh, the heater's turning on. Glory be. Uh, lied to, ghosted, whatever, just time and time again uh, within this past year of people's word not mean a damn thing. It doesn't put money in your pocket. It doesn't mean they're going to do what they say they're going to do unless that person proves that their words mean something. They don't mean Carrie's word means something to me. And by God, did he follow through with it, as he always has in the past. Um, I get there. So wake up on a Wednesday. The trip is from Wednesday, January 3rd to Monday, January 8th. And I book a nice early flight. Uh, I had to get up at 2.50 a.m. And, of course, Mommy Debbie G, a.k.a. 51%, bruh, comes in clutch. She comes and gets me off of Hubiar Lane. And we go to Sacramento International Airport. Uh, my flight is at like six, something that I found. It, it's it's early, it's really early. But I decided, okay, I'm gonna coffee my way through. Got my Pokemon Yellow. I don't travel without it. Uh, working on my my Gyarados. Caught the Magic Carp. Trained that Magic Carp. I believe to level 21. Got my Gyarados. I'm f- stoked because you know that's my opening guy going into the Elite Four. But I digress. I go to Houston. It's about four and a half hour flight. Get my coffee uh, on my United flight. Never fly United, by the way. Allow me to take another digression and publicly sh** on United. Why? Because 
oh, earlier last year I made a silly decision to go visit a certain someone in Alabama, and I used Expedia because I've used this third party time and time again. I'm like, oh, no big deal. But the aviation industry, travel, like whole industries in shambles. And I had a Southwest flight to Huntsville, Alabama, and then a United flight back. Southwest decided to f me and say, oh, your flight's not the red eye on Sunday like you planned. It's going to be on Tuesday morning. So I scrambled, tried to get that figured out, canceled all the flights so I can get, get everything set in stone. United with a giant stick up their ass said, we're not giving you your money back, f***er. But we'll give you a credit. We'll give you your credit. It's fine. But a $100 cancellation fee. Like, all right. I knew I was going to get boned. Got boned. I was like, all right. At least I have this in my back pocket. Incentive to travel a little bit more later on. Like, ooh, I wanted to use my my credit there. I'm like, ah, the, the flight to Cancun is going to be more expensive. And I got, I don't know, about $350 or such on, on the credits. So I'm like, all right, let, let's go. When I'm scheduling this flight, I talk to the Expedia people because the only way to get the credits is to go through Expedia again. I'm like, I want two United flights so there's no tomfoolery this time around. And the lady I'm talking to, somehow get customer service. I'm talking to an actual human being on the phone. And the lady's like, okay. I'm going to look into it. I give her the code that I've written down, gave her that itinerary code. She's like, okay, so you do have credit, but it's a $99 fee in order to access the credit. The, to, you have to pay money to get the money that's already owed to me, that's already belonged, this credit of mine. Like, that is a kick in the nuts, but I guess there's no other way. And yes, maybe I could have bitched and complained, and I, I, I'm just like, I'm not playing this game. I'll just never give these people business uh, ever again. And I'm going to use my word as poison towards anybody else to denounce United, to shit all over them, and I hope that I leave a foul taste in uh, in your mouth about United. Because they didn't stop there. No, $99 in order to access my credit. All right, I paid that. And then I'm told that that credit is only good for one way. No round trip. I mean, as if the one of the like one way was going to be covered by... A mere now two hundred six fifty one dollars, whatever the math is, they f***ed me. They f***ed me real good. They didn't never mention it's only good for one way. I'm like, oh, I'll go first class or something. No, it's just like these shiesty sons of bitches pay money to get the credit you're owed. Only one way. All these little stipulations. I probably owe them my first child later uh, later on in life because I didn't read the fine print. But here's some fine print for you, uh, United. There it is. And if you are uh, blind and you can't see what I'm doing, those of you uh, working for United, f*** you. That's what I got to say to you. Sorry, Kit Kat, for using such foul, foul language. And I'm not talking birds. I'm talking nasty. Anyways, uh, digression. I'm coming back to the story. Fly in to Mexico. Carrie organizes a taxi ride for me. It's an hour and a half trip from Cancun International Airport to the Conrad Hilton. I say Carrie again. I met Mary Collins. This whole hypothetical situation anyway, because he's not going to get in trouble for this. Uh, hour and a half ride. We I meet up with Pedro. I'm able to speak a little Spanish with this fairly cute uh, gal working at the uh, taxi spot. And she's like, well, you have to wait a little bit. Like, there's a problem with the original guy. Do you mind being with other people? I say no in Spanish. And I get paired up with some Swedes. I believe some Swedes. They were able to speak a little 
English, and then Pedro, Pedro's driving us, and Pedro gives gives us all some Stella Artois, some nice brewskis on the way there. This hour and a half ride takes Pedro 45 minutes. Was I scared for my life? No, just questioning every move this guy made. Whenever there's traffic, he's pulling off to the shoulder. We're just a chumble, like just getting our salads tossed by the, the shaky ride on the gravel. But everybody's doing it. They're, the lines on the road, the laws enforced, and like the really thick, just not speed bumps, but bumps meant to deter you from crossing that line. They did not deter Pedro, not one bit. Uh, he made it there really fast. We call Carrie. And I'm able to get every resort has a front gate and security, uh, lest any ne'er-do-wellers or third parties or wedding crashing scum such as me enter the premises. And I entered. My goodness, Carrie, uh, Mary pulled some strings. The uh, access to the door, access to full access, was this uh, bracelet that he gave me. Apparently, he told the front desk that the original one fell off in the ocean. A fib. He's doing the old Fibonacci sequence. I got mine. The door works. <laughs> the room number was 4204. And the way we remembered it, Jackie Robinson was four, which is true. He was four at one point. Anyways, we go down to like the meet and greet the first night. And these people are getting kind of rowdy, all these workers. And he's like, yo, just say either I'm sneaking over from the hill. And I could have been a little more bold with, because there, there's a connecting resort, just the regular hill, not the Conrad, which is dope. I get in there. My God, it is. We're in this jungle. The resort itself is a f***ing jungle. We get into the room. There's two large beds out in the balcony. There's a hot tub you can fill up at your leisure. The sliding glass door opens up in the room to a shower that can go regular spithead. Spithead, I don't know if that's the term. But then there's a rainfall uh, aspect to it. If you press a little button, it comes out, like directly. I didn't take a shower at anything but the rainfall setting. Uh, it was just so cool, so opulent. And the view kind of sucked because there's trees in the way. Damn this foliage. But we go downstairs and I'm like a little more nervous than anything. Like I do not want to get my boy in trouble. So I just button my lip. Which if anybody knows me, which I know you sliders do, I like to f***ing talk. I like to inter, uh, interweave myself with others and, and, and socialize and see where they're from and all that jazz. Especially overseas. Especially people from this business is bomb. They got spots a wing in arizona colorado northern and central texas and the northeast so these people could be from anywhere but if they question me like one guy did like these people are just wow maybe they just seem suspicious to me because i was on hyper like defcom 5 uh but they're like oh where are you from where are you working at i'm assuming i'm the one working there oh i'm the plus one. Oh, okay cool cool but i can't say that because uh my boy's daddy's the one with the name tag he's the one on paper i'm the odd man out I'm the Vince Vaughn and the Owen Wilson of this entire uh, charade. And uh, so I fib on from Arizona office, blah, blah, blah. Oh, cool, cool, blah, blah, blah. It, it just it just sucks because I know if I make one misstep, because one guy I got caught off guard. He's like, where do you work out of? And I'm like, oh, Arizona. He's like, oh, okay, nice, nice. And if he was from Arizona, he'd be like, I'm from Arizona office. Who the fuck do you think you are? Who are you? That could have been bad, but that never happened. Spoiler alert, didn't happen because they ended up having a great time. That first night, we just had some dinner, listened to some music, went back up, woke up early the next day. What'd we do that next day? I had some, I went to the gym. Great facilities. And when you walk into this place, my God, the only flaw of this whole resort was you pull into 
the kind, there's the awning overhead where you park and get out to these just massive 20 foot tall doors that are wide open to just it's like a football field ahead of you and it's all this shallow like foot deep water and there's a fire pit at the other end in the middle of the water and there's pillars lining either side there's restaurants on either side there's a cafe on one side the front lobby is immaculate adorned in christmas kind of tropical uh, feng shui whatever words you want to use they still have some decorations up it was immaculate it was amazing the warm uh, uh, ocean breeze is just pressing your face giving you a kiss welcome welcome to paradise you gringo love it here and by god did i love it there woke up had like a great kind of had a couple of mimosas with uh my boy's dad old carrie mullen senior no hypothetically of course i know i say these names i might maybe I'm, I'm being a little too cautious but f it i'm telling the story here uh i have some mimosas kind of a buffet style breakfast and then we go golfing yes we go golfing the first day there to the Riviera Maya and uh, one sleeve of balls, like 20 bucks. I, I know it's not outrageous, but these are California prices. And Kerry's paying for everything. I think he felt bad for, it's like, oh, I kind of screwed over Aaron. Don't want him to like feel like he's doing something wrong, whatever. But he's paying for stuff. Rest assured, I left some money in that son of a bitch's cowboy hat. I left some money there. I appreciate people that pay for me, that buy me things that pay my way rest assured it is uh, Lannisters aren't the only ones that pay their debts I will get you back if anybody has gotten my beer or has treated me with such niceties and paid for my paid my way at times know that I have mental receipts mental emotional receipts and they will be repaid absolutely that's the way it works it goes around um, anyways we go golfing and it is swanky like the PGA plays here uh, we play not the 18 hole because that would have been how many hundreds and hundreds of dollars. We pay a nine, play a nine hole, which is all par threes. Some of the par threes are most definitely par fours, but it was just so well maintained. It just wow. Uh, iguanas everywhere, exotic birds, translucent water on the, like water holes. It was just so freaking awesome. I got two pars, had a birdie look later on. No bueno. Turned it into a par, though. Uh, of course, my quadruple bogeys. No snowmen. Thank goodness. It's too hot for snowmen. <laughs> and uh, just had a great time. Carrie, for some reason, man, I brought some ibuprofen for my hangover cure. Uh, this guy just straight up got sick because Carrie doesn't drink, nor does he smoke. He gets high on competition. And we're in the, th thrust in the thralls of this competition, me, him, and his dad. It's such a great course, but he's just struggling. Just has a wild headache. I think a good old-fashioned retro flu. My man was out and about, but he powered through, struggled, got through it, and um, it was a great time. Had some photos there. Weather is, was great. I was sweating my ass off. It was summertime down there. Hot. This dreadful Cancun winter weather. And uh, we get back, and there's, like, karaoke, go <laughs> karaoke going. And, like, it, I'm still not comfortable with this situation, I'm being completely honest, because I want to talk to people. I'm, I'm, I'm mincing. I'm frothing at the mouth to talk. I like... I uh, might say hi how's it going to talk to some of the the workers there who are just f***ing immaculate shout out to the Conrad Hilton at Cancun those workers those trabajadores the cocineros the just everybody there was awesome immaculate friendly they didn't speak uh, 
English that was broken, broken English, and we're able to like uh, just meet that middle ground. My broken Spanish, their broken English, and it was a great just to and fro co- correspondence and interaction with these people who are just down to earth, funny as hell. The culture, uh, it was just so awesome to be out of the country and just experience different walks of life. It was great. And uh, we got back and had some cocktails, listened to some horrible karaoke, went to sleep because next day we're getting up early. Oh, I, I did want to give one metaphor. I thought about today when I was taking paper. Allow me to sip. The whole situation, the whole situation I thought was like, you know, drawing a doodle on a sticky note. It's, it was a little sketchy. <laughs> a little sketch. A little sketch. <laughs> <laughs> a little sketch it's a little sketch and I'm gonna oh KitKat get back here so make sure I'm recording I am recording KitKat ah gotcha she's getting a little bit bigger she's getting a little bit bigger she's still tiny petite and adorable but my goodness she's got a little belly on her now a little little thickness you're you're uh, running around the wild and make you value food a little bit more huh anyways Speaking of wild, the next morning we get up, we get on a bus, and we head down to this ATV excursion, like this jungle excursion. It is, my God, so much fun. I'm an experienced four-wheeler guy, you know, big thumb action, the Honda Recon, but a little side story. On our way there, so we're in this this, uh, van with about four rows of seats, right? And my God, we stop at this resort called Secrets, which is an adults only, no kids allowed resort. And this old fat fucker, probably around 62 years old, late 50s, could have been a nice guy, whatever. He walks in and he has with him this eye candy, this side piece, little, oh, little bruja, this little succubus, this hot little number, smoking hot gal. Uh, Maybe she's in her mid twenties, and we're like, "This could be." Carrie, look at ourselves like we got to figure out, man. This, how much is he paying you to be there? But honestly, if you're some smoking hot flucy, uh, she said she was from Kansas City. Uh, she's a hood rat from the hood, the eternal hood. She seemed nice enough though, but that's what she's paid for. But what if? What if he's a solid guy? They're truly in love and just enjoying a vacation together homeboy paid for a nice escort uh this is all assumptions by the way but i'm willing to put um what little money i have in the bank account all on the the square on the roulette table that says this guy paid this filthy whore to come spend a couple days in cancun if i was a filthy whore looking as good as her and some old fat harvey weinstein guy paid me thousands of dollars to come in vacation just and they went ATVing. Not with us. We're in a different group. But we get there. We're in the middle of the jungle. Our uh, tour guide, Eric, what a solid dude. Spoke great English. We go ATVing. A little, a little, a little vanilla, but there's a couple times where I almost veered off course. But I was fine. Completely sober for some reason. And uh, enjoyed the, the four-wheeling, the ATVing. Um, after that, we had a little lunch. No, we went to the cenote. I believe it's called a cenote. It's a cave. All these caves, multiple of these caves, are all scattered throughout the rainforest in Mexico and Central America. It was so f***ing cool. 
we go down into this cave. There's little bats. Not baseball bats, you f***ing goons. Dylan Nay, I know you probably thought it was a baseball bat. No. <laughs> Living creatures, the bats, the ones you use sonar. They're chilling over this, like, it's well lit. But there's water in there. We're walking on kind of like a dock. And I love nothing more than illuminated water. Especially when you can see some fish in there. And we go down into this. We take some pictures. We go down to a second level. Like waist deep. And uh, waist deep. Shout out to B&D Gertz. We go waist deep. I have my goggles on. I'm ready to roll, baby. I cannot wait to swim in an underwater cave. So cool. There's stalagmites, stalactites abound and then uh, we get close to the the tour guide he's like all right you guys ready let's go he submerges and there's like a little like there's air enough to like raise your head to uh, but like you got to dive underneath though it felt like we were jumping out of a plane and beneath us i submerge and i look down at a solid 25 30 feet of well-lit cave that we get a swim in it was so cool i loved every second of it i popped up long long enough just <gasps> i'm gasping for air and if you go up too too, too fast you're sm you'll smash your face into a slag uh stalactite stalagmites might reach the roof stalactites just you know they're not stalagmites anyways i am breathing heavy heaving just gasping for air so i can go back down to my happy place which is underwater it's always been underwater my happy place under there and it's just like the super mario 64 level where you dive uh under the see the eels uh, the sunken ship and i'm going around we're not allowed to really touch the sides of the cave just to maintain their integrity but it was so freaking cool just swimming around feeling like i'm flying and also looking deeper down as the cave there's an opening just this maw of of, of an abyss the the cave mouth and it just goes deeper into this darkness you can't see and my mind just can't help but think about oh if i went in there ran out of air or what's looking back at me at the cusp of darkness that i can't see my god i loved it because it freaked me out a little bit but we're just swimming around with these little tiny catfish and uh we surface unfortunately after about 15 minutes it was wasn't warm but it wasn't cold it was fresh the tour guide said it was fresh it was very fresh and so clean clean and after that reference i we all went to go have some lunch it was pretty good after that we went to the mayan ruins the mayan ruins uh hop skip and a jump away we go to this kind of this mall area and then we walk probably about half a mile to where these ruins are it was so cool to learn about the mayan culture how it's separate from the mexican culture these indigenous people. I, I heard some guys talking like, that's not Spanish. Not sure what it is, but it sure as hell isn't Spanish. It was Mayan. And they're short, squat people with not really the biggest necks. And this is thousands of years old, this culture, as you guys know. The Mayan calendar, what have you. But they value, the modern Mayans value community so much. And it's just so, it's stemmed off from how they originally were. It, these people need local food water produce whatever they only get jobs elsewhere so they can have like amenities like electricity and gas and whatnot but these people don't really leave the community they stay and they work there and they put effort into it to make it stronger and they have survived that way for thousands of years of course there's a hierarchy back in the day between like the priests the warriors like the upper class right that's always been that been like that and um my goodness the temples that we saw regard like they showed the wall that wasn't a tall wall it wasn't meant to like wow like for war or anything like that it was a wall symbolic wall that 
was the separation between the upper class and lower class in Mayan culture. Lower class, the farming, the peasants, the what have you, the the little people, right? The little people, not the big, not the big warriors or the priests or the you know the muckety mucks, the Mayan muckety mucks, sons of bitches. But the, these buildings have been around for thousands of years. We don't know, according to our uh, second tour guide, George. George was a baller. George was awesome. Uh, he was telling us how they made that temple in a way. To, and he showed us pictures where the sun shines through this one window during the winter solstice, during the summer solstice, spring solstice. They created their calendar around times that indicated them when they needed to harvest, when they needed to plant the seeds, when they needed to do something revolving around farming, because that's how they survived farming. Of course, warfare and whatnot, but they're very much like Vikings, very short life expectancy, but to die for the gods was. Mwah, no higher honor you love to die live to die these mayans my goodness and uh it was so ironic when they play the sports you know with the wall with the the little hoop that's going vertically probably the first iteration of basketball possibly <laughs> ah mas tequila and the winners would be the one sacrificed because that's the honor you don't want losers blood the gods want winner's blood. They want that champion's blood. They want the Sacramento Kings. They want the Vikings. Oh, yeah, that's the blood. But these guys, they would sacrifice the best. But it would really suck modern days. I was thinking about it. Those later games, like the second games of the day, must really suck. Or the games later on. All the great players, all the Justin Jeffersons and... Oh, my God. <laughs> Who else is a great player? All the Justin Jeffersons and Chris McCaffreys are getting off. They're getting sacrificed. Why would we want this product to get worse? Well, the gods are happy. And I guess their trade-off was a drop of blood for a grain of produce, rice, whatever. And um, and when you sacrifice somebody, they're just gushing blood everywhere. Like, hoo-wee, the gods are just, all right, like, wheel it out. Give them the goods. Give them a great harvest. Nowadays, they've adjusted the traditions and the rituals going from human sacrifice to boxing matches. Well, they'll have different towns come together, and the blood that is drawn from the boxers is the sacrifice. I think a really cool way to integrate modern and ancient whatever, just short of murdering people. That's pretty cool. Uh, anyways, the, the the what George said about how the Mayans, the Mayan calendar accounted for 26,000 years and just the time frame that they're creating this and it was just they knew things that it was impossible for them to have known at that time that they knew it. How they constructed things the knowledge that they had that was similar to what the indian culture had you know overseas and the egyptian culture had overseas it was just they were so on point with certain things or concepts like the like zero or whatever like the mayans for some reason there it it, it just it's such a crazy thing to think about and i love my mind just kind of entertaining these these thoughts of how they knew what they knew like they had obsidian sunglasses they it was just so cool, and I would love to know about how they did it. Like, they're, they're um, hieroglyphics, hieroglyphics, uh, still a mystery to us because all the Mayans that are still alive today, they can speak it, but they can't read it. They don't understand it because the, the muckety-mucks kept that knowledge to them. That's a privileged knowledge, right? And they all died off, and I'm not sure. It's like that knowledge was never passed down. To speak it, yes, that's easy. But luckily for the Mayan culture that exists today, after World War II, there's this Russian guy, this old Russian soldier who's something of an archaeologist, a wordologist, whatever that is. He came, I, I, he 
acquired a book somehow overseas it just that's how he learned about mayan culture and the hieroglyphics and how we don't know what they mean he went down to belize or like central america and started translating or working on being able to figure out how to translate the mayan hieroglyphics because there's so many of them like that culture is so spread out from mexico all the way down to like maybe panama maybe a little bit higher up nicaragua and the different signs would learn like, would mean something different or what have you and he, this guy busted his ass and he was able to translate about 200 of them 200 300 and it took him years and what took him 10 more years after that was trying to convince people that he was right nobody believed him like how do we know you're right well they happened to find this one queen or princess uh exactly where he told him to look adorned in the dress or what he deciphered and they're like oh shit all right this guy's legit so he had, I forget the guy's name, something all Ruski, right? And his descendants, his, his uh, daughter, grandchild, children, whatever, his family is still continuing on his work. And they're making good headway from what I learned from George. And I'm getting off on this because I f***ing love history. And this was a big, fun part of my trip was learning about this, walking throughout Hearing people, like hearing the guide talk about, we don't know how they made the concrete, how their buildings are still around. We try to preserve them. We realize, oh, we're just going to f them up so we can try to keep them clean, try to preserve them uh, as well as we can without harming them. And just going around, there's just so many foreigners there, too. Some, oh my God, this German gal, this tiny ass little yellow dress and Mother Nature just giving us that breeze, just an upskirt. My goodness, what eye candy. I got, I got, uh, what's it? Diabetes of the eyes from all the eye candy that I saw. So many beautiful fucking women just crawling all over the place like the, uh, yeah, Brad Case would like this. The mummy, like the, the mummies that try to go get Brendan Fraser after Emotep raised them. They're crawling all over the walls. Imagine that, but beautiful women all over the place. And none of them want anything to do with me. <laughs> Anyways, I was too busy having a great vacation to worry about getting laid. So we get back. That's a long day out and about. And that night, uh, Carrie and his pops got to go to this uh, award ceremony. Uh, and that takes forever, which means everybody at the resort is gone, but not the odd man out. I'm walking around this five-star resort in the middle of the, like the evening to nighttime. And I, I'm such an idiot for not making uh taking advantage of the restaurants that were there like i did later on in the trip once i realized the power that i had thrust upon me hello kitty cat excuse me but i'm walking around solo there's nobody else there at this resort just jose the bartender right in front of the main pool i'm going back and forth going walking to a different spot finishing my jack and sprite going back getting another one and just on repeat i'm pretty drunk at, at uh as the night goes on i get room service a couple of pizzas but I sit like there's an infinity pool, but in the middle there's a square. It's just cut out where you can sit down all dry. And I was just sitting there uh, playing some country music from the 2010s on Spotify and just singing along. Who the hell is going to judge me? I'm alone out here. Who's going to judge me? Jose? He's not going to judge me. I'm his favorite gringo. So I'm just singing, enjoying myself. I'm not going to lie, a little melancholy. A little seasonal depression I brought over with me from uh, Los Estados Unidos. So just in my own thoughts, reflecting and bumming out a little bit. But that's all good, you know, such is life because that's a foreshadowing for some lessons I learned later on this trip. Uh, I go back to the hotel room, watch Jackass in Spanish, carrying his dad come back. 
it's a gay old time, but we're getting up early the next morning, like really early, because we going fishing. We're going deep sea fishing. Everybody that knows me, which I know you guys do, I don't like killing things. I'll eat meat, because I'm a big, fat hypocrite. I'll eat meat, but to kill the fish on my own, to catch the fish, I feel like if you put them in the book, I'm just like, oh, they're suffering. I mean, I love sushi, but I don't like seeing animals suffer. So I guess if I don't see it, like, for some reason, that makes it better. They're dying anyways, but anyways, I'm just, I've got, I'm a big softie for animals, like Kit Kat here. Um, but it's going to be a dope time. It's out of my comfort zone, and that's, like, a big push for me to go and do this. I don't, like, I'm a catch and release guy, but if somebody else eats the fish, you know, it's all nourishment. It's, it's nature. Yeah, I, there, there's, there's work around. So we go out, we wake up at, like, five, uh... I'm unable to get coffee. The shop is closed. The carry seemed to be open. It was closed. So I had water like some f***ing peasant. And uh, we get all the way to El Cid uh, Marina, whatever. And they had some coffee there. Had some coffee. We're there with two of Carrie's co-workers who I fit. Oh, I just uh, just walked over from the hill. And they were dope as f***. And if, we, if they knew the truth, they wouldn't give two shits. And um, we had a great time. We went out and just kind of cast our lines and we just waited around we're probably out a solid 10 miles we can still see the shore and not a, not a single bite we kind of got skunked halfway uh three quarters of the way through before we stopped and just went straight down vertically within five minutes of doing that um carrie's buddy's wife caught this really beautiful looking grouper this tiny uh small grouper with orange spots then we caught a, a shoe fish a sapato as the guy said uh, it was a pearly iridescence, like a opal almost, like super shiny and beautiful fish. And then it kind of changed colors on us to like this, this beige, which was kind of cool to see. Maybe he looks less appetizing that way. Um, and then we've caught a couple banana fish. There's these long slithery little bastards. They were really cool. Kind of looked like that oil slick, uh, stained on their, their, their faces. Just the, the sequence of their skin. Really cool looking. We get done fishing. We go back for the second to last day. Oh, this was... All right, so I skipped a day. The day after the Mayan excursion was the volleyball tournament. And these people were getting rowdy. So we wake up. I go to the... The gym's pretty nice. It's like an anytime fitness. They got some cables. Enough for me to blast my vanity muscles, bro. I was just going straight cables, going hard, getting the traps, get, looking juicy, looking great, like I always do. But even better, because I have a good pump. Yeah! Oh, my good. The co-host today is my head, because it's so big from all my arrogance. And I love it. My right Kit Kat? Yeah! Anyways. I go out there, and still, gotta be kind of quiet, but as the drinks start flowing, I kind of get all... I want to talk to people and um, I'm in this infinity pool that's kind of overlooking the beach where all these wild gringos are just getting after it in volleyball it's serious it is very serio and uh, I start talking to a couple people so I, I've my fail safe move where are you from and wherever wherever they say I say something different but that means I'd have to keep track of all my lies because these are similar faces you see Every day. There's maybe about 300 people there here in this entire resort, but you're kind of congregating the same areas. You start to recognize some faces, and you don't know who knows who. And what if they talk? And be like, that guy said he's from here or there. I just didn't want to roll that dice at the, you know, yes, at the expense of not being as social as I'd like to be. It, 
heaven forbid I have a great time kind of reflecting and enjoying myself at this five-star resort. I start talking to a couple of folks, realize, oh, yeah, they're not from this place, whatever, and I start talking to their tag-along because I overhear her. I'm talking to this guy. He's talking about how he sells his sale tactics. I'm like, all right, it's cool, cool. That's crazy. Well, whatever. It's an okay conversation, but I overhear her talk about advertising and how she's a creative director, and she's about my age, you know, 33, possibly younger. Uh, she's good-looking gal, and I just, I, it's not often that I get to talk shop uh, about advertising that industry that I was part of for a minute, and it was cool, like hearing how she got to where she was. Such a not your regular path to how to, to creative director is a big dick at a. Uh, advertising agency essentially you're the one who's in charge of the the type of creativity that goes out like the the work your name is on it, your signatures on it like this is what we got you're associated with the creativity that comes out and um, it was just she's very digitally inclined it was just cool talking to her and this is a digression but I just remember doing this after the fact because it happened so quick and I was like damn that was pretty uh, savage of me pretty heinous more so heinous. Um, when I am at a lazy pool at Waterworld, or a wave pool, or a community pool, or a large body of water that I know everybody else is at and in and peeing in, I will pee at a hotel pool. I will not pee in a private pool at a friend's pool. So Austin Calvi, I've never peed in your pool, even the pool that I broke the, your. Uh, mom and dad's uh, uh, diving board on the one that you said was sturdy and stout and safe the one that I broke shortly thereafter I've not peed in that pool I've oh kit I feel your chip oh anyway she got chipped um my goodness who else's pool Courtney and Jackie cousin Courtney and Jackie of Hoobie's Brewery I have not peed in your pool I will not pee in my friend's pool that's a promise my word is my bond and uh but i peed in this pool and i remember specifically after we had our conversations oh i gotta go to the bathroom blah blah i was like, all right see you around see you around not trying to make it weird or anything i remember as i'm talking in conversation i was the one talking been peeing at the same time probably from me to you like she was probably like three feet away like just we're sitting in the pool and <laughs> i just remember peeing when i'm talking to her i'm like that pretty scummy pretty ridiculous but whatever I have excellent bladder control, albeit my bladder is the size of a coin purse. I I was definitely peeing while I was talking to this chick. So anyways, the volleyball tournament goes off, and then uh, the rest of the day happens. Maybe that that's the night that was the award ceremony. Whatever. Nothing to... It was just drinking, food, whatever. The food is just... Oh, my God. Immaculate. The chips and guac, great, but we went to this Thai place. I got some babimbap. The bean bob, I think it's Korean dish. I don't know why they served at the Thai place, but it's there. Uh, it is like a brothless ramen. Uh, there's an egg there, like a half-boiled egg. So good. Had some ribeye meat with it, some noodles, some uh, veggies in there. It was just so delightful, but not as delightful as the bao buns. Just these doughy little rolls with some ribeye steak in the middle with some avocado and, and some radish. and just oh, so fucking good. I, I kept ordering it. The drinks I kept had more drinks. The opulence, the overindulgence. I did it all. Amazing. Went to bed. Woke up the next day. What'd we do? That was the deep sea fishing. Get back for lunch. And this is my last. This is my last day in Cancun before I gotta leave. This is Sunday. I get to witness the Vikings lose over this weekend. Glorious. 
at least they could stop hurting me. And, um, my God, this last day, we get back from fishing. I see there is a foam party going on at this another pool. It's about waist deep for everybody. It is dope. There's go-go dancers. They got this foam cannon just blasting foam, and these workers are getting at it. And I'm like, boy, how do I like, carry you down to go? He's like, nah, bro. He's still not 100%. I go, I get my lobster swimming trunks, I get my PlayStation shirt, unbutton, letting the pecs fly, baby, and uh, definitely can tell that I've uh, winterized myself. I've indulged, I've drank, I've eaten through Christmas and New Year's and Thanksgiving, so there's extra fluff, but I still felt like I'm going to let it, I'm letting it all hang out. I get in there, I get my, I get a, go to the bar, I get a margarita and a Corona. And I wade into the pool. I start talking to some people. Like, oh, I snuck over from the hill. And they're like, they're all, they're all drinking. They're, they're just buying what I'm, what I'm selling. But they're all cool, down to earth. I'm finally able to scratch my social itch. And then I come across these two ladies, like, talking. There's one just jacked gal, all tatted up in a bikini. She's just muscle. I think muscles on a gal are f***ing sexy as hell. And then there's this other lady, a little, little chubbier, but still, still cute. And they are kind of like flirting with each other. Like, oh, where are you from? Like, they're kind of handsy. I'm like, of course you're handsy with me. I'm so handsome. But we're just talking. And they start talking about how like one lady's there with Scott, boyfriend type figure, the muscle lady. And she's this fire, fire Dylanay, pay attention to this. She's a firefighter in Colorado and also fi- uh, Wildlands. I'm, oh, my buddy does Wildlands firefighting. She does, oh, so do I. I've done like the different branches and stuff. This gal is stout, redhead, so you know she's out of her f***ing mind. Uh, Lisa, I recall her name was Lisa. Um, dope as hell, down to earth, but just really enjoyed her and this other lady who was married. And she was somewhat soliciting me as well. And they're like, oh, man, we need to get my husband to sign a waiver on this, blah, blah, blah. And Lisa's coming out. Like, they're not smooching, but they're getting handsy. Real handsy in the pool and the foam. And as the other lady was insinuating things, I raised her hand and held up the ring on her. I'm like, there's somebody here that might protest to such actions. Look at me cock blocking myself. But one must have honor and a code. And uh, blah, blah, blah. Even Lisa, God bless it, says, oh, once you've had a firefight, you never go back. Good Lord, these hooligans. But... Uh, at that point, the other, the married lady, if anything were to happen, that it would have been nothing short of like taking advantage of somebody who's just way too drunk. She was drunk, flirty, what have you. Would she have done anything? Maybe, maybe not, but bad form on anybody, including myself, to have, if anybody would have taken advantage of this person, uh, oh, let's go back to my place, whatever. She was too far gone. Too far gone. There is a fucking line you gotta draw and you gotta know it when you see it. It's like, oh, what a cool babe to hang up with. Nope. They're that drunk. If they're that drunk, grow some balls. Be a man. Do not take advantage of someone who's that drunk, who's going to throw up and not remember anything that happens that night. Bang. Anyways, and then old Lisa. My God. Old Lisa. Anyways, she gets up. They they get out. They go on their way. But I'm just having my time. I'm probably as drunk tonight, or as drunk and at this last day as I was any part of the trip because I did not allow myself to get to the point I was at Vegas, which was way too drunk that last day at that game, just fighting to stay awake. Ugh, just fatality. I'm the one about to get the finisher move struck upon. 
oh, like Mortal Kombat, just dying. I we did not get to that point. I was good. And um, boy, howdy, what a trip that last evening there before I'll, I'll go back to this before going, uh, getting my cab ride at 4.45 a.m., flight at 7, made it back. Uh, none other than Ben Gertz picks me up. It was a seamless flight. It was awesome. And um, I was ready to come back. It was one of those trips. And um, I want to start adding in at the end of tap episodes, whether it's with a co-host like Kit or someone at like my guest or whatever. I would like to end it or just solo a solo pod. I want to end it with some gratitudes or lessons learned, what have you. Yes, I will get all sappy and weird on you because that's the way I'd like to steer this fucking ship. We need to think about things that we're, we're grateful for and not just mindlessly take them for granted. Like I started when I'm making my breakfast in the morning. Holy shit, there's four eggs here. There's ground turkey. There's plants. I, I need to be grateful for this food, this produce, the people who made the hot sauce. Not the corporation, but the, you know, the blue-collar workers. There's plenty of people to thank for who harvested or butchered or what have you and the animals themselves. Thank you for the nourishment. Thank you for everything. And so I would like to thank Carrie and I'm grateful for him for this experience. His dad, this wild man who does drink, <laughs> this fucking guy, Carrie Sr., out of his mind. Love it. A red-blooded American, Trump-loving, hard-working, contract-building, raising, just these good old-fashioned Americans. He, he's just a, a, a down-to-earth guy. Yes, he has uh, he's strong opinions, but he's it would... He'll have a drink with you. He'll talk turkey. Good person. As is Carrie Jr. To them, the the people running the hotel. It was just so fucking swanky and amazing. The food and just the conversations I was had with had with these people, asking what their favorite, who their favorite authors were. So grateful for these people's hospitality. The Mexican people down there. These workers. These just awesome folk that just made the experience so much more than just like they didn't have to say a word to me. They could have just been straight face, whatever. I'm doing my job. I'm gonna go home. They were gracious. They were inviting, smiles all around. Even just como estas, buenos dias, or whatever. Just one of the work, just the cute little worker gals walking by. Oh my god, it was just so cool. So many wild experiences. Uh, the cenote, the the cave diving for sure. That was probably the most unique and uh, most memorable um, part of all of it. And just people running that. Like we just take for granted how these things just come together and how many people are working, whatever. Um, but what an experience. I'm not grateful for United. I dislike them, even though I got there safely there and back. <laughs> and then, uh, God, just having that opportunity, having the type of friend to invite me over to do that. It was so cool. If anybody invites, you don't say no to Cancun. You don't say no to Cancun. And also one of the days we went to Playa del Carmen and just got an authentic look. We're outside the, the resort in a safe spot and it was just really cool to go up and down their version of bourbon street you can get steroids you can get cigars you can get whatever you want down there but there's also polosia down there too we saw a couple of gringos getting frisked getting the business those stupid bastards i knew not to smoke or try like i don't do anything other than weed and i knew even then i'm like i'm not gonna roll that dice either i will have plenty of fun drinking ah you uh, okay, Cap. Did I kiss ass enough? Did I kiss? Oh, to go back, the lessons learned. So, as I mentioned before, there's a little bit of 
seasonal depression, good old fashioned depression going into Cancun with uh, just some, you know, uh, a beaten and bruised heart, I'd say. And um, that's not to say that whoever's listening to this, I had great moments during like the all the holiday season being with families like golfing with friends whatever christmas i didn't have like just one continuous oh my god my life is whoa no there's definitely like uh good like uh waves of happiness but this this uh trip i was i was bringing some extra luggage if i may use be all metaphorical like some extra uh luggage that didn't need to be there but one of the days I just waded into the ocean after a couple of margs, but I'm just feeling loose, very much uh, in control of my vices. My thoughts are flowing, and I'm just kind of going back. The, the waves are pretty gentle, nothing to body surf on. So I'm just kind of going back and forth, peeing in the ocean, and it just hits me that uh, I, I love analogies and metaphors, and, and you can't always channel creativity on a whim you can't just be like i need an idea no i got it you can i've always said you can create the circumstances and the atmosphere that elicits creativity the best best it can out of you but it all comes when it comes like waves the waves come from the ocean and they are just ideas are like waves and i thought this was so cool to just have the ideas come and crash if you want to write them you can write them as long as you can as long as you want but these ideas come when they want to high tide low tide i mean ideas like come whatever uh little waves we they just come and go but really good ideas are just waiting for a bigger better wave like idea like whatever thoughts come they always come but ideas sheer creativity something cool and that's a wave that's a wave you can write for a long time some are maverick size like people want to create google or apple whatever god when he created cats you're just riding a just a heater a maverick size wave idea and creativity and that was it for me it was a cool way to think of creativity and uh, i believe i have a muse i have um an outer like a guardian angel but for me it's like not a guardian angel to keep me safe from harm but like this is a creative spirit that's always got my back like a shadow and he's riding the waves he's the one helping me channel these uh these ideas and creativity and um, all this came to me in such a cool wave. And also that um, cro- carried over to emotions as well. And part of me just plays the part of Debbie Downer so much. Ask Brother Skyler, Brother Keith, when I'm in my moods, my God, I'm just going to play the pity party, something fierce. And just riding a wave of depression. And, and I... I know better than to just get in my own head and just, oh, it's going to be bad forever because I know these things pass. They have before. Then you get on the good wave and then you get on like where you just wake up, you're, you're ready to roll. But the emotions come and go as waves as well. They crash onto the shore of your soul. They express themselves and I get in my moods for damn sure. But just to think of creativity and emotions in that way as just waves that inevitably crash. Whether they be bad and they crash and turn into a good wave, or unfortunately when the good waves do crash as well, you have a bad day, whatever. But those good waves will come. The bad waves will come. And it's just knowing that uh, I do need to get better at when I'm on a good wave, that it it will last and not just dread the bad wave that's going to come inevitably thereafter. It's just uh, maybe this good wave will last longer than usual. Whatever. You can't anticipate it. 
and it's just it's always going to be changing life will never be constant as much as we like consistency and something static because okay this is safe this is okay all right you're there and then that's just a nice bear trap to keep you in your f***ing comfort zone baby look at me using f-bombs shout out to mike and molly Rowe, total non sequitur in germany land the deutschland they were advocating for more sound effects i will give sound effects i will give you a shout out but here we are here the bleep we are deep into the pod about 56 minutes in i've just been ranting and raving it's about dinner time but also just really wanted to uh hone in on that lesson if anybody's going through anything any hard times if you're going through it the roughness or if you're on an upper keep on that upper don't let the inevitability of a downer come and get you down prematurely enjoy the highs whoa the lows but it's you know it's a chance to see what you're made of like all right it's time to pound your chest and gut through it sometimes you gotta cry i sometimes it's just like pulling the trigger when you're hung over you're gonna feel better afterwards let yourself cry let your body talk to you unfortunately your body's dialect is pain more often than not but hey be about it i know i'm rambling a little bit but just we're on this journey together y'all i'm getting i'm all i'm all gay for it. i'm gay for my followers gay for my friends um i mean that in just most delightful and open of ways because oh sandwich is always kissing his own ass you bet your ass i'm kissing my own ass this episode of the pod is infinitely better than the one i recorded previously i'm so very happy i re-recorded it and tomorrow i get to go to lake Tahoe. i'm just gonna rub the treasures in my life in your f-ing faces i get to go to Tahoe tomorrow it's gonna be me jerk diggler ah, just kidding dirk diggler mo possibly bradley lou and nick uh mariana aka yolo don't we go out to shred the gnar and heavenly bruh that's a foreshadowing by the time this pod gets out this all would have happened already but hopefully all of it transpires in a great glorious way the first run of the season it's only mid-january but hey we're gonna shred that gnar and uh, possibly i'm hoping this happens the white whale skylar and brad case were the very first ones the very first guests on the very first episode of the trial and Aaron podcast wish me luck i'm gonna try to wrangle these f-ers. i'm gonna bring the porn star i'm gonna bring my laptop i'm gonna bring three microphones hopefully we get ourselves a nice little pod up at south lake tahoe baby but until then i gotta edit this one it's an hour long it's gonna take me days but whatever i love it we're gonna get all stoned and edit, aren't we, Kit Kat? You little, you little weasel. Mwah. I love you guys. Go out there and get after it. Love yourself. Love one another. Love, love, love. That's the only way we're gonna make it through this. Anyways, until then. But don't love United. F- United. Ah. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm done now, for real. You lose. <laughs> Good day, sir!